0: The NFL draft may be over, but the Ringer NFL show isn't going anywhere. On Mondays, join Kevin and Nora as they look ahead to the 2021 season. And on Wednesdays, check out Flying Coach Season 2 with NFL Network's Peter Schrager and Rams head coach Sean McVay. The two longtime friends are joined by guests from around the sports and entertainment world to discuss the latest NFL news, tell stories from their careers, and break down the game from their unique perspectives. Check out the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome to Baseball Barbecue, the only podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, biking to Chicago. Jordan, I have purchased us a tandem bicycle at the last moment. I know you were not planning on riding to the Windy City, but, you know, things change, and I hope you're ready to rock. Uh, How much slower would it be on a tandem bike?
3: Double the time? I think you could walk it faster. (laughs) You could walk it faster. That will not be happening. Of course, we have plenty of bike trip discussion to come later on in this here episode of Baseball Uh, Barbecue. We'll save that for the end. We are departing in uh mere hours mere hours not today but this week the trip begins of course we're going to talk all about that but we should also probably talk about baseball of course last week we were coming to you live from Denver in our respective hotel rooms we've now returned to our home bases and we are going to talk about the regular season we we have escaped the all-star context and now we are getting back in to the 2021 regular season and Jake Mintz it it is trade deadline season of course with the trade deadline coming up on the 30th uh, we're going to save like the full on like rumor stuff and like what's actually going to happen. Maybe we'll have a trade by the time we talk next week, we're going to do that more next week, but we do have a little matchmaking game for you. We are obviously going to talk about the picture of Travis Scott and Rob Manfred. We're going to give you the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, and we're going to talk about Liam Castellanos cause that was one of the cutest things I've seen all season. But Jake, we're going to actually begin now that we are in the second half. We have surpassed the all-star break. It is officially
2: the second half.
3: Halftime is over. Yeah. And you have some some bold predictions, or how bold are they? Uh, I guess we're about to find out.
2: Well, we, before the season, uh, Jordan, we discussed bold predictions. I believe this might have been on our Instagram show, uh, and not here on this podcast, but just to summarize, going into every every season, uh, writers, writers like us, not us, but writers like us, will make quote-unquote bold predictions. We discuss often how bold are these bold predictions are they bold enough? Are they the right type of bold? Do they capture what it truly means to be bold? Are they too bold? Sometimes, and you know, we ridiculed these predictions. And I want to take my best shot uh, at seeing if I can do it. If I can throw stones, let's see if I can actually make some bold predictions myself. So I will be, I will be unveiling. Some of bold second half predictions. Jordan will be telling me how dumb they are. I'm just uh, reflecting on again it, our good friends at
3: MLB.com. Uh, of course, we we appreciate these. Bull- I, I'm looking at the ones the you know bold prediction for all thirty teams. And, you know, again, there's one here, uh, it says, Oh, Phillies will one for each team. Phillies will go for it in July. Like that's not bold. They have Dave Nebraska. Like that's, I'm not interested. And then we have one Christian knowledge hits 60 homers. That's bold. <laughs> it's crazy, but it is, it is definitely bold. And so towing that line between bold, but not crazy, but also not too boring, but also not like you finalize very hard. And so Jake's going to give it his best shot. And I'm going to, how, well, what's our, what's our rating system here? Huh? Do I uh, like sufficiently bold? Like, what
2: do we, what do we, how am I? This is not an ad. Do you want to, you want to pull up the Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Wings Spice? Oh, okay. Spectrum. The the official B-dash? Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa. The Bleep Wild Wings. No free ads, Jake. Come on. First lesson of podcasting: no free ads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've we've been
3: blowing that for for
2: a long time. Okay. Jordan, pull up the insert uh, Wing Sports Bar chain. Okay, we have, have,
3: wow, I haven't, it's, there's a lot more than you realize. I think we've said this on the podcast before, I, there are a few places I'm trying to get back to less fast in post pandemic (laughs) than, than insert, um, uh, restaurant here. Anyway, (laughs) a Sunday, a Sunday
2: Sunday at two 30 watching NFL.
3: Uh, I see the, the level says smiling, sizzling and screaming. Okay. Oh no. So there are there are way more. I know there's more. I know there's more, but I'm just looking at the first chart that comes up in terms Wait, of the, no, no, the no. barometer. Uh, the if we're power. gonna do
2: this, no, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this right. Okay. Here, let me send you this full graphic. You should have it. You should have it now, and I'm ready to unveil some bold predictions. Jordan, right. can you read through the levels of spice? Well, yeah, but they're just flavors. That's the thing.
3: <laughs> I mean, they're just we have it from from sweet barbecue to to desert heat to blazing mango habanero. So, you know how how much more of an advertisement do we really want to do here? Let's get to the bold prediction, Jake. Come on.
4: Wait. Can I describe the graphic that Jake has sent really <laughs> yes, quickly, please. just for visualization purposes? It's a hot sauce bottle, and the smiling sizzling and screaming aspects were really more like brackets for it they were like larger umbrellas for all of the other 30 flavors that <laughs> exactly, he just sent exactly
3: so whatever the all point right. is is i will find a way to to distinguish whether Again. it is bold enough you're trying to go go bold here right or are you trying to oh, toe yeah. the line i'm trying to get i'm
2: trying to go <laughs> mango screwed. habanero baby all right all
3: right let's go let's start let's start talking ready? about baseball we should probably do that and find this okay here we go let's
2: do it yes the Blue Jays are baseball's best team from their first game in Toronto to the end of the year. Ooh, ba- they
3: will have the best record in baseball from I believe July 30th, uh more on this later, uh to the end of the season. Wow, this is a great one. I think this is a this is a great bold prediction. It lines up perfectly with like a narrative we want to see. So, but i i still have to go that this is this is at least Thai curry because their pitching still sucks <laughs> and so we're 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 pro- we're still approaching screaming uh, above sizzlin but i love this one this is this is a great this is a great start here i'm i'm very impressed
2: great i used my best one first so expect these to get closer to teriyaki sweet barbecue than mango habanero again not an ad this is not an ad the phillies trade for Chris Bryant and win the division. And win the division. So that's a, that's a parlay there. So, Phillies trading <laughs> to
3: this is another thing. What is even more likely? The Phillies, tra- I guess the Phillies trading for Chris Bryant is more likely than them winning the division, I think.
2: Well, one is dependent what on the, the other. Phil- what
4: do the Phillies have on you? What do they have on you? Honestly, I want to hear what an they have on you,
2: the Mets, is only two and a half games. What have they shown you
4: this year that has made you so in their corner? In the pocket of Big Philly.
2: You're wearing a hat that says John right now. I've been a Philly guy my whole life. Wait, I'm sorry. Just Johnning Johns. Ever since I was a little John.
3: Bobby, I got to be honest. Um, I had no idea the Phillies were only two and a half back. (laughs)
4: Yeah, it's not not looking good.
3: (laughs) In that case, I think this is a perfectly, really good. Because again, a lot of rumors. We'll get some more trades in a bit. If they get him instead of the Mets, now we're really feeling like we're pushing in that
2: direction. So it goes together. So I'm and gonna, for a, yeah, for a bold prediction, Jordan, I think you wanted to unveil something new for you. You wanted to you know, kind of <laughs> open up a new window in your brain, open up your fourth eye. It's again, and the, the this best kinds are the. That's crazy. Well, actually, you know that's kombucha. That's the kind of it's the kombucha girl.
3: Um, I'm gonna give this uh, uh, just a a basic Buffalo, which is again, I still okay. think below sizzling because like the Phillies are, I guess right there. And if the Phillies and Mets are both in a competition to see who can get vaxxed the least, who knows what could happen in the second half of the season. So uh, I think, uh, I think, and I, Dombrowski doing something. Dembrowski Whichever gonna... team
2: gets to 85% first. wins <laughs> the division. Yes. That's going to, that, that will shift their playoff. <laughs> a lot. All right. What's next? Ready? Yeah. The Cubs trade everyone and then inexplicably make a run.
3: <laughs> okay, so
2: everyone, I assume, this is something I've thought a lot about the Cubs. Okay, not everyone, not everyone, not everyone. I The Cubs trade Baez, Bryant, Kimbrell, Okay, make a run. At least, you could say like at least
3: three of Baez, Bryant, Kimbrell, Rizzo, Contreras. Sure, yeah. we'll just say that, right? Um, And then inexplicably, <laughs> what, just make a run. Basically, it just means that like they hang around, whether they make it or not. Like they play well. it's, yeah.
2: it's September 15th, and people are going to Wrigley Field. <laughs> going to Wrigley Field.
3: Okay. This is I think this is I now we're now we're approaching screaming. We're screwed. We're we're almost there. I'm gonna give this a Caribbean jerk, Caribbean jerk level of of spice. Um more so the Cubs, you know, being good because but like again. It feels like all they'll really need is Anthony Rizzo. If they trade Anthony Rizzo, they might go right. winless in September. <laughs> if yeah. they can keep Rizzo around, I like their chances of morale staying high enough to win games.
2: If they keep Rizzo around, Jordan, they control that. I, know. <laughs> I just think, I think the Cubs are still in it. I, I know the numbers and the facts say otherwise, but the Cubs are in it. All right, my next one, Jordan. The New York Yankees trade a famous guy not named Aaron Judge. Okay, so
3: this is like the, the scenario where they're like, all right, we have no pitching. We got to shake things up. Let's trade Glaber Torres for like Jose Barrios. There you go. You're just throwing some crazy shit out, yeah. you know? Uh little, <laughs> here we go. I'll throw some I'll throw some some <laughs> some Thai curry in there for you. Some bonus Thai curry in there for you. Um okay, who else would even fit? Like Glaber's really the only one that like makes sense in my head that could realistically be on the block. Um but here are the famous Yankees. Yeah. Who's who's a not famous Yankee?
2: Trey Trey Amber. Trey Ambergy. Here are the famous Yankees. Okay. Gary Sanchez. DJ LeMayhew. Cleber Torres. Miguel Andujar, Famous <laughs> enough for this scenario. Aaron Judge, but he's out. Giancarlo. Aaron Hicks. Clint Frazier. Aaron
3: Hicks? He hasn't played
2: in months. Mike Talkman, Mike Talkman's Are on they the already Giants.
3: Yeah, yep. okay, yeah.
2: okay. Uh, Davey. He counts. Jordan Montgomery. Famous. Super famous. Okay. And then uh, Chad Green. I mean, everyone knows Chad Green. So this
3: prediction is they can not. They could trade a Roldis not- again. <laughs> this prediction is not about what happens after they do it, but the notion is that they 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 tr- make a trade with one of the famous guys. I think the key here is do that. I think we're taking out Endouhar because remember, as as our friend no, Foolish he's Baseball, so famous. At, no, but as our friend Foolish Baseball made a hilarious video the other day, uh, making fun of the fact that every single Yankees proposal just involves. Florial and Duhar or Clint Frazier, some combination of those three. There's no Yankees trade proposal that ever includes anybody else. So it has to include someone that is not them. I think this is still pretty spicy. I still think they'd, they'd rather just like package a bunch of their young, 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 young pitchers um, for like a real major leaguer uh, than trade any of their famous guys. So I think this is pretty spicy. I think this is, pr- this is a properly desert heat. Good. Level of spice. Yankees trading there. They're a famous guy.
2: If you thought my Phillies bold prediction was going to piss off Mets fan Bobby Wagner, wait till you hear my last one. All right. Here we go. Let's finish strong here before we move on. Yes. Jacob deGrom does not win the Cy Young. I'm going to say it again Mm. from my chest because I actually believe. Ready? (sighs) Jacob deGrom does not win the Cyrus Young award. All right. So. This is a prediction. This
4: isn't even like going to make me mad. This is just mean. This is just predicting he's going to be injured. Yes, it
3: is. That is exactly what it is, (laughs) which is not predicting because he is injured right now and has been on and off. Predicting the
2: present is just describing
3: reality, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) So what this is is basically saying Jacob DeGrom misses enough starts down the stretch that he's like 50 innings below whoever is ahead of him. Now, what is helping him right now is as I'm looking at his current competition, Corbin Burns only has four more innings than him as it stands. Zach Wheeler has thirty more innings and does not seem to be uh, slowing down particularly. So Zach Wheeler, who Jake <laughs> seems to be shaking his finger, he seems to be the one that he's looking at there, which is really just mega mega uh, making Bobby want to kick us off the zoom. <laughs> is
2: that is that who is that who you have in mind, Jake? Jordan, Bobby, uh, sorry, not Bobby, Zach Wheeler, not Bobby Wheeler. That's Bobby Wagner. Zach Wheeler is at 125 innings pitched, okay? That is almost 30 more innings than Jacob DeGrom. And by the end of the year, (laughs) more than 30, because my math sucks, by the end of the year, Zach Wheeler could be at like 220 innings and have an ERA around 2 3, and the Phillies win the division. Like he has to win the Cy Young over Jacob DeGrom, who throws. 120.
3: Okay. I'm i going to zag.
4: No, I'm, I'm going to zag. This would be cool. This would be awesome. I'd love this.
2: This would be cool, I'm happy right? for
4: Zach Wheeler. I love Zach Wheeler. He did nothing wow. wrong. He just wanted to stay in the tri-state area. The Mets didn't want to re-sign him because they're, they were poor at the time and now they're the richest team in baseball, apparently, I guess. That's not how this works. But uh, I'm happy for Zach Wheeler and it'd be nice to see a Jacob deGrom protege go out there mm, and win the Cy Young there it is. in his image. There you know it is.
3: this would be way less shitty if DeGrom should have just won last year, which he should have. Like, whatever. yeah, um, Wheeler is but getting
4: yeah. the full DeGrom yet this year, by the way. He pitches seven innings, one or no runs, and then comes out and Jose Alvarado walks seven guys, and the Phillies lose.
2: I love the idea of calling Jacob De, or of calling Zach Wheeler and Jacob DeGrom a po- protege situation. DeGrom is two years older <laughs> than Zach Wheeler.
3: Yeah, now are we accurate. your
2: protege? It's are fun. you are you <laughs> our protege, Bobby? It's no, it's the other
4: way around. You'd be yeah. my
2: protege. I'll be
3: your protege. That's fun.
2: All right, great. I'll take that. Um, so, Jordan, ra- rank
3: the spice. I think that one uh, comes in at a just the honey barbecue. Because, again. Um, I mean, the thing is, is I think people want to reward DeGrom. But it is going to be. It is going to be. I would give him the MVP and not the Ooh, Sion. All right. I don't want to have that conversation now. All right. Thank you for your bold predictions. We've learned a lot about the unnamed restaurants spice level meter. Um, thank you for those bold predictions. I think they made us think a little bit. I think this, uh, these are definitely ones. Again, we're not putting any wagers on these, but let's definitely keep these in mind. Let's definitely keep these in mind, Bobby. Let's make sure we uh, let's make sure we write these down so that we can at least check back in on them uh, at the end of the season. All right, let's move on to our next uh, topic, a topic that I'm sure anyone that was on Twitter uh, late on Monday night would assume that they would be waking up to a baseball barbecue, or at least have a baseball barbecue podcast on Tuesday, spending a full uh, hour and a half on it. But no, we're just going to spend a few minutes on it. Last night, very popular rap artist, Travis Scott, posted on his Instagram stories story a f- selfie with him and the commissioner of baseball, uh, Rob Manfred. Now, this um, sent everyone into a frenzy <laughs> of of chaotic proportions that I truly cannot fully describe. Now let's just get this out of the way now because I think we know the answer as to where this is from. That doesn't mean we can't still talk about it. There is a very, very, very high chance if not a 100% chance that this photo was taken at the a bunch of rich and famous people and athletes at Michael Rubin's July Fourth party in the Hamptons. Okay, that it was reported that Rob Manford was there. It was reported that Travis Scott was there. It was reported. I that heard Bobby that, Wagner was there. I heard Bobby Wagner got the invite. Bobby Wagner turned it down. That's how big league Bobby Wagner—he wow. turned down the Michael Rubin Hamptons
4: party. I sent one of my proteges there instead. There I didn't you go. Intend.
3: There you go. Um, but the photo, uh, as many people have pointed out, is fairly nightmare-inducing for many reasons. It is also one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Um, and we're just gonna talk about it for a little bit. So we know where it was taken, but that doesn't necessarily help us understand why it was taken, why he posted it last night, and where we go from here. So Jake Mintz, what was your experience with this? Cause I don't know if you were asleep or you were just ignoring it,
2: but how did you first uh, experience this photo? I woke up to five texts from a player agent saying, I said years ago that they should do a collaboration <laughs> with Travis Scott. No, wrong response. And was like, and was like, what? And then you know, eventually became hip to what was happening here. Uh, I think the most jarring thing about this photo is the commissioner's grin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is th- we we have seen him smile. But I don't know if we've ever really seen him smile. This is the happiest like I've seen him in a long this time. This is the happiest I've ever seen him. Maybe yeah. he's a cactus jack guy. Maybe he yeah. maybe Travis got gifted him a new, you know, pair of the <laughs> of the Jordan collab and 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 Rob was just hype about it.
4: I have two questions for you guys. Yeah. Number 1, is Rob Manfred sober in this photo?
5: So <laughs> now, if, if you look at some of the other photos from
3: this event, uh, let's just say people are having a good time. <laughs> now, Rob Manford does not appear in any of the other photos, but you, yes, you see yes. a um, very clear, like you know, Bob Kraft was obviously at this party, and like everyone, yeah, everyone, there, you know, it's it's it, they're, whatever, they're having a good time. It's live work? Okay, uh, is he? I yes.
2: Here's why. Yeah. Top button. Top button <laughs> buttoned. Top button buttoned, still intact. I I think that even in a safe space for the obscenely rich, like uh, Michael Rubin's Hamptons home, uh, the commissioner of baseball is still somewhat guarded. And therefore, he's certainly like not, he probably had one or right. two, but he's not like, No way. He's not rolling around. Like, he's (laughs) fine. I agree. I agree. I also
3: think... So, do we... Let's... Can we try and all describe what the interaction was? Like, do you think Travis Scott was just kind of running around, like, getting selfies with the famous people? That's realistic, I would imagine. Do you think there was actually a conversation that was had?
2: Here's the thing. No. More likely to recognize the other person, Travis Scott or Rob Manfred. I actually think Travis Scott is more likely to recognize Rob Manfred... Then Rob Manfred would recognize yes, Travis Scott.
3: Absolutely. Do you think
4: Travis Scott was maybe just trying to get a photo with every sports commissioner?
3: Make that, a little album? That's what I'm saying. We know Goodell was there. I don't know if Adam Silver was there, but like
2: Gary Bettman would <laughs> be he out here. Don Garber, was Don Garber invited?
3: Like
4: some kind of rich, powerful person scavenger hunt. Like Travis Scott had to get one photo with four sports commissioners. What's All the right, next?
3: president? What's the FIFA president's name?
2: Infantino? Is that the old one is set bladder.
4: Okay, I was gonna I say, that. yeah, the one that got
3: the one that got ousted by FIFA for being too corrupt, too corrupt for FIFA. So okay, here, I think Bobby's on a with this scavenger this hunt type thing. Like, I'm sure Travis Scott was like, "Oh, this will be funny." Like, he, you know, he's he's been at Astros games. He's whatever. I I, I agree with that. So now I want to. So is there anything else we want to talk about the actual interaction? Because there's no way they were like yeah, hanging
2: out and actually. Talking. Because I think the commissioner is sitting. <laughs> I think he's sitting. <laughs> down based upon the way his arms are and i that makes me think that like the phone is almost on the ground
3: yeah like it was very much like an ambush like travis scott like jumped on the couch next to the commissioner and
2: was like yo commish let's uh (laughs) nice
3: moment for rob manfred this is
4: nice i'm happy for him this is is really the
2: highlight of the tenure
4: no this is probably in the top three things that he's done for baseball and he definitely looked like a normal person with travis scott definitely my other question my yeah. other question was, what would be in Rob Manfred's McDonald's meal? <laughs> wow.
3: Ooh. Water? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Apple slices. Ooh man, this is good. Water? This might be its all its own episode. Maybe that's what they were discussing. Maybe he was like, whatever creates the
4: most value for the corporation, you know, right. whatever is the biggest it's return
3: on maybe, maybe Manfred was like, Hey, Travis, I saw you got a McDonald's meal. Like we're working to kind of trying to find a way to like get to the youth a little bit more easily. Like which players do you think would be, which <laughs> would be best to have their McDonald's meal?
2: Travis Scott, teach me about TikTok. <laughs> Travis Scott, do you think Eduardo Escobar will get traded?
3: Everything, everything is on the table. Last thing about this before we move on: Why last night? Yes. Why did at eleven thirty Eastern time, um, Travis Scott just plop this as a later gram, as they say, uh, onto his Instagram story? Was he watching the end of the Cleveland Houston game and was like, "Oh, right, I took I took that baseball." Baseball commissioner, I have that picture. Oh, that's like I should post this. Um, do we think he's like all the way in on the joke where he's like, this will be really funny. No. If I post this. I do not.
2: Um, I do think, I do think, I think, here, here's a crazy one. His phone has been dead since July 4th. He's like, I got to catch up. I got to make sure people know I'm
3: <laughs> I'm hanging <laughs> hanging with. I, I also love the move of putting in on the story versus... Um, like an actual like later, Graham. Hey, I went to this
2: cool party two weeks ago. <laughs> Rob Manfred, Bobby, Bobby, can you put on your can you put on your tinfoil hat for a second, Bobby, and tell me what this means it's for the off. CBA? Ne- it's never off. Can you tell me what this means for the upcoming CBA negotiations? Yeah, he's running Oppo
4: Research. He's, tra- he's, he's Travis okay. Scott is friends with a decent number of baseball players. I'm sure because all athletes are friends with all famous okay. people. Yeah, and what Rob Manfred is doing here is he's trying to get compromat on the other side
3: yeah
2: mm. Mm. okay you heard it here first
3: thanks bobby all right there we go there's our official conclusion thank you travis scott for uh giving us 10 minutes of podcast content it's
2: an incredible I photo so i also enjoy your i gotta get right, i gotta get one us, with, <laughs> with rob would you rather here's a question jordan Would you rather reenact this photo with Travis Scott or Rob Manfred? Like, would you rather? I want to reenact it with,
3: I want to make it like a, like a chain where like, I want the photo with Travis Scott in Rob Manfred's position and then, you know, keep doubling that down.
4: Is there, is there a greater than zero chance that Rob Manfred says the phrase, I'm going to go sicko mode at some point during bargaining or during a
3: press conference? Uh press conference, I don't believe Just he's... like he
4: thinks that it's he thinks that it's a joke that's gonna land because everybody saw the Travis Scott joke. He's like, hey guys,
3: oh my god, go so you you're, you're even just asking if he ever brings it up.
4: Yeah, will he ever acknowledge?
2: No. Will anybody ask him about it? I hope so, but have he doesn't to. do press have conferences to. anymore. So we have no idea. When we worked at MLB, when we worked at MLB, he would always When you guys did all the tweets. Yeah. Yeah, when we did every <laughs> we did all the tweets uh rob manfred like there was a thing where he was like my email's always open like if you have any concerns or questions like reach out like rob i and have one question for you what did you maybe talk if to Travis we, Scott about? let me <laughs> let me ask some people who are still at the league and maybe
3: they can reach out all right, we'll out all right let's we'll let's move do. on let's move on from from cactus rob <laughs> as uh you called him in our in our outline here Jordan, let's let's go right to yenta okay all right well, let's just well, do let's, it let's move to our 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 trade uh, trade deadline. Uh our trade deadline game here. We'll talk about Liam Castellanos at the end. Uh, don't worry. We'll talk about Liam at the end. Let's let's get to some trade deadline chatter because the trade deadline is 10 days away. It is not on the 31st this year. It is on the 30th because apparently that matters that it's on a Friday versus a Saturday.
2: Some days I forget which months have 30 and 31 too. That's true. Also, every every
3: gm ever says that they're working 24 7 yet the league is like nope our office closes on friday so we can't do trades on saturday Uh, so the trade deadline is on the 30th uh, of july and 4 p.m eastern i still believe and there you know we got our first trade uh, a few days ago like right during the all-star break with jock peterson going from the cubs to the braves now that you know, Jack Peters is a pretty big name, but it's not that big of a of a move. We knew he was on a one year deal, and the Cubs are going to start moving guys. But Jake has come up with six players, some other big names that we could see on the move, and you have uh, some matchmaking to do. And how how are we going to go about this matchmaking, sir? Jordan, Jordan, it's me. It's, it's who? Who who am I hearing? Who is this? It's me,
0: Yentes. Remember, oh. we grew up together in Anatevka. During the age of the Cossacks in the late 19th century in Russia, you and me, me and you, me and you,
3: remember me and you, grandma's grandma. We, I, we <laughs> I, I remember it well. Uh, what are you here to do? Trade deadline,
0: trade deadline, make me a trade, do it right now. Don't be afraid, it's me yenta from fiddler on the roof you may remember me from the scene uh where i i match that's what i do okay. i bring people together well and because arranged marriages are no longer socially acceptable in 21st century society in america i'm here to matchmake some trades jordan I'm here to put some people together with some teams.
3: Mm-hmm. This is a way more, way shared. more okay. Uh, and we, we assume that these players, well, some of these players do not want to be traded, but some of them probably do. So I we're don't just know gonna, if you've
0: seen Fiddler on the Roof, but not all those people <laughs> wanted to be married.
3: Oh, I know, I know. So maybe this is very appropriate. You have six players for us, uh, Yenta. Uh, who would you like to begin with? Tell me, make me a match. Make me a match. For Joey Gallo, can you make me a match for Joseph Gallo of the Texas Yo- Rangers?
0: Joseph Gallo outfielder, Tex- Gallo, outfielder for the Texas Rangers. Jordan, I think he will be a perfect match for the Boston Red Sox, Jordan.
3: Whoa. Whoa, why the Red Sox? The Red Sox, you know, they're still in first place. They've had a little bit of up and down, finally lost to the Yankees. Their offense is not the problem, but you want to give them Joey Gallo.
0: They're currently playing a gentleman by the name of Daniel Santana at first base, Jordan. And I know Joey Gallo is an outstanding outfield corner defender, but for me, if you put that bat at first base, that's totally fine. For- I think Hunter Renfro, he could really knock it in and write. But if you really want to up the Red Sox, I would trade for Joe- y- Yossi Gallo, a place where he could maybe sign long term. Him yeah. around the pesky pole, delightful.
3: Oh, that is what delightful.
0: better way to spend. An evening in the summer, than watching Yossi Gallo knock high
3: fly balls around Pesky's pole. He could even uh, poke him over the monster. He's he's got that kind of pop. Oh, uh, let's I Juice. One. That's a that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. I I I, I don't hate it. Uh, I feel like Preller's going to shell out for his old his old friend Joey Gallo, who I believe I believe he drafted when he was still with Texas. But let's move to our next one. Who's up next?
0: Hello, Jordan. You're still here. How are you?
3: I'm doing great.
0: Washington Nationals would trade for Chris Bryant, Jordan.
3: Ooh, Washington Nationals, so that he can
0: play with his friend Bryce Harper, right? So that he can play with his friend Bryce Harper. The Chicago Cubs, Jordan, I remember when they won the World Series back in 1908. I was 95 at the time. (laughs) Okay. I had just come over from Anatevka. Take us to Evers to Chance. Who could forget it? Chris Bryant has done everything he ever needed to do in the Windy City, Jordan. And I think the time is over, and it's time for him to go play with his best friend, Bryce Harper, in Washington, D.C., where Bryce Harper definitely plays. And uh, who are the Nationals currently playing in third base, Jordan? I would like you to answer that question
3: for me. Uh, I believe it's been some mix of uh, Starling Castro, Josh Harrison, and I guess Jordy Mercer. Jordy Mercer, Jordy. Okay, I know you love J people whose names start
0: with J-O-R-D, but it's time for a match to be made. Chris Bryant to the Nationals.
3: All right. I love it. I love it. I'm in on this one. I think Mike Rizzo will refuse to ever accept his team as being sellers. Uh, but do they have even half a prospect to give to the Cubs for Chris Bryant? That remains. All best. you
0: need to give away is a promise.
3: A, pro- promise. a dowry. A promise.
0: Do the Nats have the dowry? To make a deal go, who's who's next? <laughs> who's next, Jordan? Uh, Nelson Cruz, oh. Nelly. We Ooh, grew up yeah. together. He's my age, believe it or not. <laughs> Jordan, this one's gonna make you happy. Nelson Cruz to the Seattle
5: Mariners, Jordan.
3: Oh, oh, I love this one. You know, we just got a couple rumors the other day. A's, Rays, J's. Hey. How about none of the A's? Let's go. Let's keep it with the M's, baby. Bring him home baseball's coming home nelson cruz F- is coming football's home it's
0: not coming home but nelson <laughs> cruz is Jordan.
3: Home. it's not but nelson cruz returning to seattle obvi i mean you don't got to tell me you don't got to you don't got to sell me on this one
0: jordan you know as a good yenta this morning i was on roster resource on fairgraphs.com and i learned that the seattle mariners are currently playing a gentleman named luis torrens a designated hitter that's a catcher he's a designated catcher hitting that's not acceptable Nelson Cruz returning home to Seattle where he spent four years would be a very, very beautiful story. So match made. Nelson Cruz, Marinus.
3: I'm in. I would, that would bring me so much joy. Uh, so ple- I love it. Now We're heading in the right direction. Are we got a couple more? We got two more left?
0: Three more. Craig Kimbrell to the Blue Ooh. Jays. This oh, one's boy. not rocket science. Jordan, sometimes love is in the air and it, it's not difficult to make matches, okay? You can see it from a mile away. They've been friends since childhood. All right, the Blue Jays bullpen is terrible. Everybody not named Jordan Romano is awful, okay? And the, the, Craig Kimbrell's good, again. Huh, God willing, this would be a perfect match, Craig Kimbrell and the Blue Jays.
3: I, I, I don't need to say anything else. Sometimes it's so obvious, you just, you just stay out of the way. You just stay out of the way. A plus. Jordan. Who's next?
0: My favorite story is the story of Jonah and the whale. But my second favorite story is Trevor. Trevor's Story. And he will be traded to the San Francisco Giants. Whoa. In division. Oh, my goodness. In division. Do you know about divisions, in, Yenta? Yeah. I know about divisions. When I was growing up, there was just the AL and the NL. The senior circuit and the junior circuit, I guess. It was the Federal League. <laughs> Who could forget? Who could forget? I could forget because I'm old. Jordan, Trevor Story to the Giants. Here's why. The Rockies, they're barely in the division at this point, okay? Sure, they're in the division, but do they compete? No, they don't. Trevor Story, if the Giants get him, it's not like the Rockies are going to make the playoffs and not going to make it anyway, Jordan. You understand me? That's true. The Giants currently have Evan Longoria and Brandon Crawford on the DL. That's a problem. On the
3: aisle. Excuse me. Oh, it's the aisle now. Sorry. What? The aisle now. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: Wow, sorry. I must have missed the memo. So Trevor Story to the Giants. He can play a little second base if they really need him to. The Giants need one player who I've heard of. And right now, you don't have that. So there you go.
3: Go read Jonah and the Whale. It holds up. Yeah, I will say again, unlike unlike the, the Campbell Blue Jays, like, oh, yeah, easy. This this would really be pretty, pretty, pretty stunning for many of the levels, but it's okay. I get it. You're right. I mean, it, it, maybe if that's the best prospects they can get back. Great. You know what's gonna be more important? Who 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 are the Giants calling? No one seems to know who to talk to with the Rockies if they want to trade for Trevor Story. So
0: No, that's my uh, job. I'm the matchmaker. That's maker. your job. You're
3: making it happen. I'm getting You're gonna to... you'll do the okay. you'll be the middle the middle yen All right, who's last? We have All one. All right, Joanne. Stalling Mate to the
0: Phillies, Jordan. This one's a no-brainer. Sometimes, you you know, I see things that other people don't see. Just because you're in division, that's not a problem. You know how many people I've set up in the village? <laughs>
3: yeah, okay? that's a good point.
0: That's what matchmaking is, Jordan, okay? They need an outfielder, Travis Jankowski. Jordan, he's not the answer. He's not the answer, Jordan.
3: He is not. He is not. He's not the answer. I, I am seeing that he's hitting three seventy-five somehow in, in 60 point appearances, but no. Okay, maybe he's the answer. <laughs> I don't think he's. Yeah, just wrong. I was wrong with cycle. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think he's the answer. It does seem like Starling Marte will not be uh, getting the extension he wants in Miami. Um, yeah, I like this one. I like this one a lot. Maybe they can. Maybe they can get back like a JT Realmuto uh, type. To kind of bring him back. They could use some catching help. I don't know. Uh, I like this one a lot. But feels like if there's going to be an owner that's not going to want to trade in division, it's probably Derek Jeter. So we'll see about that, though. I, li- I like it's creative.
2: Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Jordan, catch me a catch.
3: We've done it. We have matched six, likely. We'll see if any of these come true. We'll see how prophetic Yenta Tevye, really is.
0: Tevye had five daughters, and I here I am matching six baseball players. I just like saying,
3: title. We are going to take a quick break and come back.
5: With the good, the bad, and the ugly. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water. all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com.
2: All right, we are back. Jake, I'm Jake. I'm back here on Baseball hey, Barbecue. I sent I sent we, Yenta back to 1879 or we whatever. We missed you,
3: man. We missed you. It's good to be here. It was, uh,
2: it's a pleasure.
3: It was, it, was a, it was a long 10 minutes without you. But Jake Mintz is back, which means we will proceed on the second half of this Baseball Barbecue episode during the second half of the baseball season. Before we get to Good, Bad, Ugly, we did want to mention one of the cutest videos we've seen all season. Nick Castellanos has given us a lot of uh, viral moments uh, over the last couple seasons. This one, the the most heartwarming yet, uh, his son, Liam, drew a photo of him. And the Reds, a very hilarious photo as one, as kids draw pictures and they're always... Tiny arms. Big head. (laughs) This is a great photo. But the Reds, who have been behind Nick Castellanos in every possible way, they leaned all the way into this and made it into a T-shirt, which I believe they were selling in the red sh- uh, shop. Uh, Nick, I believe, wore the shirt on the uh, purple carpet in Denver uh, and making it his appearance in the All-Star Game. And uh, the video of Liam noticing the shirt in the shop is adorable and wonderful and just a very basic good baseball thing. It is not my good this week. We'll get to that in a second. But we had to mention it because
2: we both love this video. The reason it was allowed to be a heartwarming baseball moment is because Nick Castellanos did not Homer. <laughs> If he had homered, it would have been something horrible must have happened. Right,
3: right. But But no, Nick Castellanos stayed out of the way. He did not hit the ball over the fence. And and in turn, we uh, got to watch this. It's adorable. And also, like, again, when people say this, it's like, well, obviously, it's their kid. He looks exactly like Nick Castellanos.
2: I just wanted to say that. Uh, Other baseball teams should let children (laughs) draw their entire uniforms.
3: Yeah, this is like this will absolutely be. Oh, but now they're gonna force it. They're gonna like teams are gonna go around. and They're just like, hey, uh, does your kid want to draw something, and we could put it in the team store and make get a video with uh, three thousand retweets. Uh, my kid was born eight days ago. Uh, Can we hustle up and get some crayons in your kid's hands so that we can sell some shirts? Um, So uh, I love this though; It's very good. All right, let's move on to the actual good, the bad, the Ugla. If you are new to Baseball Barbecue, this is where we look back at the week that was in baseball and we give you something that was good, something that was bad and something that was Ugla in honor of Dan Ugla. Um, Dan Ugla. Dan Ugla is, it never gets old. It never gets old. I hear from, from family members, from friends, from random people in our Twitter DMs that say, I'm so glad that you honor Dan Ugla. Every week, and that that is a segment. Uh, I agree, Uh, but let's begin with the good. Jake, would you like to start us off? Jordan, are you aware of a gentleman by the name of Mike Gupton? Oh wow, I I am, but I wasn't until three days ago. So uh, go ahead and tell us about uh, Mr. Gupton.
2: Michael Gupton is a 2022 high school graduate. He is a baseball player, which is relevant to this podcast. He is committed to North Carolina State. Um, university, a high-end college baseball program, Mike Gupton is very good at baseball. But what makes Mike Gupton different is that Mike Gupton, Michael Gupton, is fast. Over the weekend at Perfect Game National uh, Tournament, a high school showcase tournament in Tampa, Michael Gupton ran a five nine six recorded 60-yard dash. Now, just to put this into context, the class average... 60 yard dash time is 7.22 seconds. Okay, he ran a five nine six, the fastest I've ever run in my life. Jordan, when I was an athlete, was I ran a six nine nine once in college. I can you give uh,
3: some other context for like because that's you, Jake Mints. No, I will. I will, athletic I will. I will. But tell me what, like at the time when you were running in showcases or when people were running, what was fast?
2: Like, tell me when you would hear, like, "Damn, that the guy's fast. fastest!" I've ever I ever saw live was a gentleman named Matt McPherson who was drafted, I believe, in the eighth round by the Diamondbacks in twenty thirteen, maybe even the fourth round. I think uh, even higher. Yeah, out of a high school where I like near where I grew up, uh, he ran a six two two, maybe a six four. Six two four, something in the six two range, which is like blazing. That's as fast as I've ever seen. To put this into context, Jordan, I went back and looked on the the top, you know, runners in the big leagues right now to see what they ran recorded in high school. I couldn't find Byron Buxton, which was bizarre. I couldn't find a recorded time on him. The highest guy I could find was Roman Quinn. I think Roman Quinn is the seventh or eighth fastest player in baseball uh, on the top ten list, and he ran uh, in. In in high school, I believe it was a a six five seven, which is very fast. Okay, and maybe he's gotten faster since then. But my point is that anything that starts with a five is unheard of. I have never heard literally, of, literally, literally unheard, unheard of. of. Uh, sorry, Roman Quinn ran a six five seven. Yes, when he was a high schooler. So for anyone to r- run anything that starts with a five is both incredible and. I don't think it happened. I I think there must have been some timing mishap. There's no way. Now, Michael Gupton Jordan is the two-time state champ defending champion uh, in the the 55-meter dash, some very short dash. Uh, So it's not as if this is a slow person. He is probably one of the fastest players in the draft class, if not the fastest. This is as fast as a baseball player can run. But the 596 was a jaw-dropping number that I find hard to believe, but still good, in my opinion. I
3: right, that is a that is a great one. Um, I'm trying There's to... There's a yeah. video of Michael Gupton running this, and I recommend going and watching it because <laughs> right? it like, is sharp. Okay, how different could a 60-yard dash look for fast-paced? Like, no, it looks different.
2: It, like, <laughs> it looks very, very different. So, no, that is Like, a- Jordan, if you and I went out there right now, I think... Ooh, Bobby. I think... I think I could run a seven-seven right now.
4: Should a I 7. be writing 7. this 7. down? I, think, I, I kind of love the, the framing of telling people what Jake has done whenever we tell them how great something else something is yeah, in baseball. Like, like if Otani hits one 500 feet in a game, Jake comes out in here and he's like, the furthest I ever hit one in a game is 267. That's two Jakes. We like treat it as a standard
3: deviation. The, the, the other, the guy that came to mind too was a guy that was drafted Two years ago, named and uh, Food Network fans, uh, this is a real guy, James Beard. <laughs> there is a prospect in the White Sox system named James Beard, who the award is not named after. But James Beard, I'm reading this now because I remember he was like, everyone's like, he's a fast guy in the class, high schooler, uh, I believe, out of Mississippi. He ran a 6 2 1. So he was clocked as a 6 2 1 during the showcase circuit. So that's the one that recently, if I had to guess, Michael Gufton probably ran something between six and six two and five nine six, but watching it, yeah, I mean, it looks like one of the fastest right. people I've ever seen. So, Jordan, awesome. I think
2: Bobby, what do you think you can run right now?
4: I don't, I don't have a context for this because I don't think that I've ever, I don't think I've ever been timed in the sixty. Like, I don't think I played baseball oh. that long.
3: Like, I stopped. I've early I've only high school. been timed in the sixty. I just found. So I just found another. Yeah. Quentin Holmes was a six one five in twenty seventeen. Who's the slowest With
4: baseball player? Who's the slowest professional baseball player right now? What do they run? Pools. Right. So I what is his sixty Pools. right now?
2: Pools would run like a seven eight an eight. And you said oh, well, you I think, think he, that
4: you could run a seven two. You think you could run faster than
2: Pools? A hundred thousand percent. I think I'll take Pools. Pools. I, is Pools. The, Pools I is the nuts. only. He's got like
4: a foot on you, dog.
2: Here, wait one second. I have. He doesn't okay, run so every single ground ball out as fast as he possibly could. Like if he was racing school, Jake Mintz. the high school Prince Fielder ran a seven one seven. Wow, that's <laughs> okay. not fast. Wait, well, I'm going to type myself into the perfect game bar because I am in here. Let's see. Uh, oh my see God,
4: the, yeah, there's a fun little a listener game. Go find Jake on Perfect Game.
2: It's not hard. It's not hard. Here we go. What do uh, we got? I ran a seven eight one. Oof. But I also pulled my groin. When I ran <laughs> That's in, true. That's why you should all go watch that video. It's very funny. He starts zigzagging about halfway through. <laughs> Pretty tough. I all was right. in the 16th percentile of my class in speed. Respectable.
4: I think I could With beat the you, Jake. Groin. I think I could beat you.
3: Right now? Yeah. Or no, you yeah. think you could beat 18-year-old pulled groin, Jake? <laughs> Both. 16, all right. Well, 16-year-olds. well we'll just add it to the list of things to uh, to follow up on my good this week is what we mentioned earlier. And that is the Toronto blue Jays returning home. I gotta say when teams, you know, teams making emotional social media videos with very cliche music in the background. Like I've seen it a hundred times, but I'd be lying if I didn't get, I didn't get chills watching this. I don't know if you've watched it yet. But, oh, man, watching the Blue Jays like we're coming home announcement, baseball coming home to Toronto. And, I mean, we've talked about it during the season. Like, this team is so freaking fun and they've just not been able to have them. Now, I got to say, they clearly got an exemption from the government. I can't imagine they're going to, like, Pack the house. I don't know if they're going to have how many fans they're going to have. It would seem weird that they're announcing this in this like the whole emotional video, being like, "We finally get to play in front of their fans," and they're returning to an empty Rogers Rogers Center. So I'm I'm assuming there will be some amount of fans there, which is cool. But as fun as it's been to see Vladi Jr. hit homers to the highway in Buffalo, I can't wait for them to watch their MVP candidate uh, in person. It, it was. Uh, just unabashed, I was like, this is wonderful, and I'm very happy for Blue Jays fans. So that was my good. And I encourage everyone to watch the video. And good luck not getting emotional. Uh, all right, let's go to bad. So Jordan, Jake I believe
2: as we speak. Yes. Right now. Right now. I what is happening Literally right now? like right now. The Oakland City Council is voting on a proposal for the Athletics' $12 billion proposed stadium development plan. More money than I have personally. Yes,
3: same. Maybe Even we can, if we combined our money, it'd be also probably
2: be less. Than that. Probably not enough. Eh, if we got Bobby involved, it might be <laughs>
3: okay. Twelve billion
2: million.
3: So why that's quite amazing timing. And that is your, I believe $12 billion isn't bad. What's bad about $12 billion? Well,
2: what's bad is that the, the, the Oakland baseball club is using this, uh, as an excuse to squeeze as much money out of the local government in Oakland as possible. Or they are threatening to move the team. There are some quotes from team president uh, Dave Cavall that were, ju- I just read them and they just made me, just they made me kind of squirm. Um, All right, this well, we'll is squirm from,
3: together. I didn't see these quotes, so go
2: ahead. This is from uh, an, an Alden Gonzalez uh, story on ESPN. Our future in Oakland is hanging in the balance. We are doing everything we can to get a yes vote tomorrow on our planet and keep the A's rooted in Oakland. We don't know if we're going to get a positive vote. There's still a lot of areas where apart significantly with the city and we'll go into the vote, not knowing how it's going to play out. Here's my biggest issue with this quote. Keep the A's rooted in Oakland. For those of you who spend a lot of time following teams like social media taglines, the A's have been saying rooted in Oakland. Like that's like one of their things. Right. And I just find that there's something a little bit like PR firm doctored statement E here about working that into your quote when you're speaking to the public, besides the fact that you are, you know, conflating, not conflating that you are like you're saying that the only way we're going to stay in Oakland, that like this has to happen, that there's no viable future if they don't give you the money from the from the city. And it's just it's just sucks and it's annoying and it's bullshit and it's eye rolly and a lot of the quotes in this article are very frustrating
3: right because it, he's making it seem like it's out of his control and that really goes to i know something that i'm sure uh, bobby wagner has has talked a lot about but um the owner right because dave is the president he's the guy that is out talking the owner john fisher the actual billionaire nowhere to be found alex coffee did a fantastic story uh on this uh i believe for sf gate former baseball barbecue guest alex coffee um just basically talking, just like how who the hell is John Fisher? Where is he? Why is he never out there? Like Caval's a guy that has to go out there and say these things. Now, he doesn't presumably he doesn't have to phrase these things these ways, but like that's it has to come from the top at some point. And to your point, that's what's that's what's most frustrating for me is it's just like, no, but like why don't you just if you want to keep him in Oakland, keep him in Oakland. Like you all have the money, all these owners have
2: the money to do it. So yeah. Stadium. look, I love baseball. I want every baseball team to have a stadium that they like, and that is worth going to. Stadiums are not good for cities a lot of the time. They just aren't. They're, they do a lot of harm to, to local communities, often because they're very rarely done correctly and responsibly. And I am skeptical that you know any major league baseball team is going to be able to do this right. But at the same time, like, I think the A's should stay in Oakland. I think that's a, that city loves that team and they, you know, that's a great fan base. And it's just bad. It, there's posturing like this with this franchise every year, it feels like. But there's reason to believe that this is maybe coming to a head sooner rather than later with this city council vote. Yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, like, we'll know, I think. Yeah.
3: But I mean, obviously, this, this is hardly the, We've had votes already. Like these things have gone up and down. I'm maybe we'll know something definitive, but uh, this is a big deal. This is obviously a pretty big story in baseball. So, A's fans, obviously thinking of you. All right, my bad. This week is just a thing that I. It's, you ever just see a play where it's not? I mean, we've done plays. You know, we had the the Will Craig play, and then we just had the Cole Calhoun horrific base running recently. But a, a play that just kind of made me sad uh, was how. Weirdly sad because it was an awesome moment for the flip side. But how the the uh, the White Sox Twins game ended yesterday? Um, did you uh, did you see the the, the walk off for for Gavin Sheets? The walk off, yes, I did. Yes. Uh by Jose Barrios. So Jose Barrios left in the game uh, at ninety plus pitches. I guess this was a seven inning game because this was the second game of a doubleheader. And the reason why I'm just calling this bad is that like. The Twins have just had a real tough go of it this season. And for Ronco Baldelli, who obviously, you know, you're just trying to press the right buttons and just hope that things go right. Like when you're in a spot like this, I'm sure he was looking at, OK, it's second and third. We just need to get like, let's give Jose Barrios a chance to like get out of this and finish the game and for it to just be flipped so viciously back. And for Barrios have to give up a walk off home run after a great start, it was just like God, the Twins are just having a yeah. rough one. And I just felt bad for Rios. I felt bad for Baldelli. Like, you know, was like, well, what are you going to do? Go to the shitty bullpen? It's like, yeah, like, I don't know, man. And it, it was it, like awesome moment for Gavin Sheets. Awesome one for the White Sox. But the White Sox have had a bunch of those moments already, and they're going to continue to, and that's great. Um, there's a happy side to to all those moments, and there's also the side where I'm just like, man, that is just rough to watch. I just felt bad for Jose Rios. So that was my bad. All right, let's move to Ugla. What is your Ugla this week?
2: George Schusterman, are you aware what Hanser Alberto is up to? Um, no. So he's on the Royals, right? He has two walks. So <laughs> Hanser Alberto has 162 plate appearances. He has 17 strikeouts and two walks. Uh, I went and looked at what is the record, what is the lowest amount of walks a player has ever had with 200 plate appearances, right? 200 plate appearances is you're either a regular player who was injured for a while, or you're just like, you know, a bench bat. That's all. That's still a lot of trips to the plate. The record Reed Johnson, uh, in 2014 had one walk in 201 plate appearances, but for two walks, Hanser hat could, uh, get to the record. Uh, this is the, just the wild card era, FYI, which is real baseball for me. Uh, 255. Sean Dunstan in 1999 had two walks and 255 plate appearances. But when Sean Dunstan did it, he had 39 strikeouts. So I think that there's definitely some sort of uh, nitpicking, uh, fact finding, uh, fun fact situation here with strikeouts plus walks. Like he has 19 strikeout plus walk.
3: 19. Obviously, uh, if you're listening, oh, what about Astudio? So Astudio, who I believe is in the minors right now, he's at 127 plate appearances. He's at 10 strikeouts and two walks. So he doesn't have as many. So he's right there too. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get to 200 uh, plate
2: appearances this season, but he's obviously right in in range too. Yeah. In 2019, Astudio had five walks and 204 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye on Hanser. No walks, please. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, I mean like the two.
3: <laughs> it's I think he has a 1.2% walk rate, something like that. Um, do you I guess he's not he's not an Oriole. you you miss that dearly. I guess he's like just not playing enough, so you might as well. I do miss it. it.
2: I would rather have a player that does something weird. Sure. <laughs> That's true. That's true.
3: Um all right. Uh I, for my ugly this week, Jake Mance, I am going to read you some names. Mm. And I'm going to see if you can figure out what I am reading names of. All right. Can you follow me? Can you follow me here? Baseball players. Uh, These are going to be baseball players. Got it. Uh, These are going to be very specific baseball players. Sorry. Just give me one second here. Um, I did give you a hint as to what this is related to. So let's see if you can figure it out. I'm going to start reading out some names. All right. Kyle Schwarber. Michael Conforto. Uh, Reese Hoskins wearing his his jersey right now Brandon Nimmo uh, Frankie Montas Brandon Finnegan David Bodie Eduardo Rodriguez Daniel Norris these guys have been in the league for a long time right Miguel Sano he's been around for a long time Joe Ross Aaron Nola Jorge Bonifacio Tim Anderson Trey Turner all right yeah, any any idea and these guys all have something in common Jesse Winker, there's another one for you. Victor Caratini, Tyler Glass. Now, Keenan Middleton, Lance McCullers Jr. feels like he's been in our life for a long time. What are these players? What are these players? All of these are you? Do you want to guess, or can I tell you? Tell me. Byron okay. Buxton. Oh my God, we got Byron Buxton in our life for a long time. All these are players. Yes. Yep. Is this IL related? Nope. Okay. Nope. Go ahead. Nope. All of these players. Are younger than the Brewers' 20th round draft pick, Samuel Mendez. In the 20th round, the Milwaukee Brewers selected a six foot seven right handed pitcher named Samuel Mendez out of Cisco Junior College in Texas. This gentleman was born on February 26th, 1993. He is, as far as we know, the oldest player ever drafted now you're listening. how why is there a 28 year old in a texas junior college that is older than some of our favorite veteran baseball players being drafted in the 20th round well it's simple he was playing semi-pro basketball in the dominican republic of course <laughs> uh, yes this gentleman samuel mendez six foot seven was just playing again playing basketball in the dr for the last like 10 years um and then in the last couple of years or so it was like i should try baseball i have a lot of friends that are playing baseball i'm six seven i can throw hard apparently got hooked up with uh with the junior college coach in texas went down there throwing 97 here we are sure. <laughs> samuel mendez right. oldest draft pick ever um and i just love the story i just i just absolutely love it uh samuel mendez i'm rooting for you the dominican pat Connaughton, jordan <laughs> Brandon Whedon, I think, would be the other <laughs> the other way to put it. Right. There's a few different comps we can but make like, there. People but usually do baseball and then they're like, nah. But this is right. the opposite. It's so amazing, dude. It's so incredible. I hope Samuel Mendes pitches in the big leagues as soon as possible. So there you go. Uh, I, just, <laughs> Love I it. just can't believe. He's been playing pro ball while like, you know, we've, we've had bar bucks in our life for 10 years playing baseball in Samuel Mendes. Okay, now I'm going to get drafted. All right, sounds good. Here so. we go. Now we go. I love it. All right. Uh, uh Jake Mintz. So, oh, well, here, just a, oh, yeah. here's a f-
2: wait. Just a quick, funny way to think about it. Byron Buxton got drafted before we started the Sespitous Family Barbecue. <laughs> yes. And yes. he's younger than this guy who just got drafted. Yes. Uh, let's invite Bobby Wagner on. Bobby, the time has come. The time has this come, is our, Bobby. Our Wagner. final pre-trip podcast.
3: The next time you hear from us. We will be in Western Pennsylvania. I don't think we will be in the same place when we record next week, um, but we will see. Uh, that depends on a few things. But the point is, is that we will be on the road. Jake will certainly be on, literally, possibly on
2: the road.
4: I hope not. How are you going to manage the wind with the microphone? It's going to be really a bad listener experience as you're I biking think down a the non- highway.
2: I think there's a non-zero chance I can set up recording while I'm biking <laughs> I, with the good mic. No, no.
4: You've you not run this by Bobby. me, the audio person on
2: on the call. We'll test it. We'll test it. Okay, for those great. new to Baseball Barbecue, thanks for surviving the Yenta segment. That's very kind of you. Uh, let's give some background. Bobby, why don't you set the stage?
4: Uh, okay, so this off-season, Jake came on this here podcast that you are currently listening to and said that the White Sox would never hire retired Hall of Fame manager Tony La Russa. Because for a number of reasons, he didn't feel that he fit the clubhouse. He didn't feel that he fit the current state of the game. All of those things are true. However, that did not preclude the White Sox from then hiring Tony La Russa. At the time, Jake said that if the White Sox did do the unthinkable and hire Tony La Russa, Jake would walk all the way to Chicago. Jordan and I are still confounded as to why Jake thought that that would prove anything. Walking all the way to Chicago, would that undo the hiring? Is there some, you know, 17th century magic that I don't know about, about walking to the place that the act happened? I have no idea. But he said that he would do it. He then recanted that statement and said that he would bike to Chicago instead. We allowed it. We allowed it. In fact, we encouraged it because I didn't want Jake to die on my hands.
2: Nor did Jordan. Nor did The Ringer. And nor did Spotify. (laughs) No one wants me to die on anyone's hands. So I will be jetting off from New York City in two days time on Thursday morning, leaving uh, the Grand Depart will be from Yankee Stadium around 930 a.m. If anybody wants to come by right behind the home plate gate, I think is where that is. It's going to be the most
4: initiative shown at Yankee Stadium all season. Hey, got him. Hey,
2: got him. Uh, but yeah, it's happening. And I, it, it, you know, I'm doing all this prep. I'm like putting things into bags right now. In my room place is a mess.
4: He's getting weird East German blood transfusions to make sure that he can make it all the way i to starting Chicago. my
2: EPO
3: cycle. You know, I'm spinning some, there's no drug testing. It's fine. Like if he needs that to
2: get through it, then so be it spinning some blood. <laughs> Did, should we have gotten you some HGH for this? Yeah. HGH wouldn't help. That's not really what that does. But, uh, eh. I, if we got it for you like four months ago, it might have helped. Yeah, probably. So I this morning I woke up and my body hurt a little bit because I did some bike riding yesterday. And I had this realization, like, I don't think I've really fully I've un- been trying to tell you this. Like, you haven't been biking for the last six weeks and you're just going to go in here cold turkey. Like how much pain I'm going to be in. Like I'm going to be in so much physical discomfort pretty much right away probably on day three and with the way that we're planning the trip like we have to i have to work at night like you know like we're going to baseball games and like interviewing people and writing about it at night and it just kind of hit me that i might be a bit of a zombie during the games i just had this image jordan of me walking around the concourse might might be might be a bit of a zombie like it's i'm just gonna have trouble walking probably you know so it's (laughs) gonna be a real adventure jordan
3: it is. It is. Uh, yeah. You could just stay on the
4: bike and bike around the car. Well, stay tuned. So if there's stay one tuned, place that they would let you do something like stay that. Stay tuned. In
3: certain, certain ballparks. So Stay tuned. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to do our best to obviously. I mean, we know that this, <clears throat> this aura originated on the show and you will obviously be hearing all about it uh, on the podcast. We'll still be. We'll, we'll, you'll hear from us next Tuesday. We'll be, uh, you know, a third of the way through the journey. Um and uh and and then the week after that you will hear from us again. But it's it's going to be something. It's really going to be something. I'm looking forward to it. I know Bobby, you will not apparently be greeting us in Chicago like you had originally said you might. Cop out, unfortunately. Too no. bad.
4: I, Jake planned it for the one week that I'm going to okay. be out. That's so. Okay.
3: Uh, but it, but he's doing it, and uh, we're blah, blah, blah. we're looking forward to being being out at, at at parks. Obviously, all the information you can find. We've been tweeting out a lot. Jake made a, a very helpful website with resources to follow along, um, both to the work that we're going to be doing, mostly uh, on Fox Sports, and also um, how you can donate because we're trying to raise a ton of money. That's 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 the whole point. So
2: we've already raised around three thousand dollars for Lost Boys, which is a baseball softball organization. On the south side of chicago uh donate do it they do a lot of really good work uh and three thousand bucks is a lot of money but i think we can at least quadru- quadruple that I think we can at least
3: i think we can it hasn't even do left it. yet so uh jake i have a
4: question for yes, you go bobby. bobby i have an answer for you person to person just forget all the listeners man to man <laughs> man to man protege to protege i don't know how, or how else you say that What's your biggest, darkest fear about this ride? Number one. And number two, what's gonna be in the ear holes during it? What are you gonna be what are you gonna be crushing? Crushing pods? You're gonna be listening to baseball games? You're gonna be listening to Fiddler on the Roof, audio only.
3: He's not gonna be listening to baseball games because he's gonna be bugging at five AM. <laughs> so listening to maybe the Olympic night's baseball, night's baseball games? games?
2: <laughs> I might do that. I might listen to previous nights games. Um my biggest, darkest, deepest fear, Bobby, is day five. Yeah. Day five is an intimidating beast of a of a day. It's probably going to be around 130 miles. Ooh. It could also be 125 if I choose to bike on a highway for a little bit, which I might do. TBD. Um, Just it don't also get arrested. 8, That's eight uh, thousand. Don't die of, and
4: don't get arrested.
2: Thanks. It also involves eight thousand feet of climbing. Oh my god! Which is a lot of a lot of feet. Enough feet for Rex Ryan. <laughs> Um, and it, it's, it's going to be a long, long day. Okay. And I, if I can get through day five, I will feel very good about making it the whole way. But day five emotionally, not physically
4: we're talking about. You won't feel good after day five, but
2: well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what am I listening to? I mean, crushing every ringer pod there is dude. I mean, oh my God. what else? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, diving, on
4: repeat? diving back into the archives of the fantasy football show. Like, three years ago,
2: the most outdated fantasy advice possible. It's my fave, dude. Is Calvin Johnson the best wideout this year? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, I have some audiobooks. It sounds like it's time to get back into hardcore history. Oh, yeah. That's a pod. Uh, Revolutions is a good dorky history pod I like. I'm listening to a book right now called uh, Once in a Great City about the history of Detroit. It's very interesting. Which She's is going to be listening to Gene and
4: Roger on the Big Picture feed, Rigger Podcast Network, Spotify, you know, yeah.
2: As far as music goes, I don't like to listen to music while I'm on the bike in my headphones because I don't think it's safe. So I will play it out loud from my phone. For that, uh, a lot of Rolling Stones is fun to bike to. New Vin Staples album, uh, that hashtag ad. Um, uh, this just became yeah. like Jake's Culture today. Recommendations Hour. I love it. So, yeah. I'm I'm very excited, Bobby. It is gonna be a lot of fun and let you know. me just say, I'm proud yeah. of you for following through on
4: this, even yeah. though it hasn't started yet. You your commitment to the bit has never been challenged or questioned by anybody in the world, I'm nor a, should it I'm, be. I'm a bit committer. You have already made more motion towards completing this than Donnie did for eating the boot several years ago on Ringer FC. So congratulations on that. It's great that we're we're doing it for charity. You guys are organizing this whole thing. If you're listening to this and you followed along and you've laughed at this, please, if you can, go find the place to donate to Lost Boys. They do really great work. And Tony LaRusso getting hired might actually lead to some small shred of
2: good in the world and Then Jake biking all the way to Chicago and everybody laughing at him. And if you want to come to the game with us when we get to Chicago on August 4th, you can do that. That's also on the website. Yes. And if you live in any of these other
3: towns that we're stopping in, like, come say hello. We'll be... I mean, we'll technically be working, but we'll be around during the game. So uh, send us some. We've already gotten a bunch of messages, but like we love meeting people in these minor league towns. So if you are going to be along the route again, the route's all on the website, like please come out. What's up?
2: I did have someone send an email and ask if they could do like four days with me. That's a little. Oh, much. like
3: the that. bike, the actual bike ride. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Don't, you can bike a little bit. Come bike <laughs> a little bit. Come just, just come say hello. Come say hello at the game. If you're, if you're, if you already live near there, just come say hello. Bike. At the game. You can bike. Do some biking with me. Four days is a little too much. It's a little too much time. That's, that, that seems. That seems fair. All right. Uh, thank you, Jake He's, Mintz, for doing this podcast. Thank you to the matchmaker for making her you're debut. Welcome. Thank you to Bobby Wagner and Mike Wargon for producing this episode of Baseball Barbecue. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, uh, this, was, this was certainly an episode. It's time to hit the road, my friend. We will talk to you next week from an undetermined location. Somewhere in Blairsville, Somewhere in Pennsylvania, you will hear from us. Uh, but until then, have a good week. Stay safe and adios.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.